0: Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars, broadcast 226. A third and flower, assistant officer. That's all. Rose and quizzes. If you meet an acquaintance and he tells you how fine you're looking these days, it's pleasant, but you're inclined to suspect him of paving the way for a loan of a five or a ten. However, if everyone you meet tells you the same thing, you may rest assured you are looking fine and no doubt about it. That's true enough, Dr. Lindsley, but just what has that observation got to do with Rio Grande-cracked gasoline? More than you suspect, my young friend. If I were the only one declaring that Rio Grande-cracked is the finest gasoline sold in the West, my personal friends would believe me, but others would be excused for not accepting the conviction of only one individual. But when those who know the most about gasoline those who buy the most, the officials of every division of government, those of cities and counties, the state of California, and the federal government as well, hold the same conviction, then there is no excuse, no room for any doubt. You get my point? Sure, Doctor, but I was just thinking, what about those motorists who seem content to use some other brand of gasoline? Would you say they were... uh... Uh, habit buyers? Yes, Barry. For the most part, they fail to observe the distinction between the claims made for a gasoline and what that gasoline actually does in living up to those claims. In other words, facts. Friends, if you're not already done so, join the keen, progressive motive. Those who pry on facts. Those who know that Rio Grande de Cracked is first in public service and the most highly recommended and endorsed gasoline sold in the West. Turn in tomorrow at the red and white station of your Rio Grande dealer. Get police car performance with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. The story we are to hear tonight is taken from the experiences of a member of the Los Angeles Police Department. And we have therefore asked Chief James E. Davis to introduce our program. Chief Davis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. In the fall of 1926, the World Conference on Narcotic Education authorize the observance of Narcotic Week from February 21st to 28th. The purpose of this educational week once each year is to better inform the public about the dangers of narcotic drugs, to promote the erection of hospitals for drug addicts by state and federal governments, and to develop uniformity of state and federal laws for the control of narcotics. Every good American citizen should aid in the fight against the narcotic evil because it concerns the moral welfare of the country, as well as the public health. Illicit manufacture and sale of narcotics continues unabated in certain sections of the world. That means that America must make a stiff fight against the evil that spreads social pollution and crime. Tonight's story, a real storybook thriller, but like all cars cases, a true one tells how a police officer risked his life to stop a dangerous gang from trafficking in drugs. Our scene opens in the Southern Pacific Station in Los Angeles. An incoming train has just disgorged a mass of scrambling humanity. A lone figure detaches itself from the crowd and carrying several pieces of luggage climbs into a waiting taxicab. A few minutes later, the cab deposits its occupant at a small hotel a few blocks from the station. Yes, sir. Nice outside room will cost you $2.50 a day. In advance. That with baggage? Yes, sir. A rule of the hotel, sir. I see. Case of hurried but unexpected exit, huh? Something like that. Here, yeah, here. Show the gentleman to 219. This way, sir. Nice weather. Is it? What here long? Nope. You lived out here long? Nope. Number two. Second door to the right, sir. Do you need uh, anything, sir? Huh? Oh, no, nothing, thanks. Here, yeah. that'll be all. Thank you, sir. Um, pardon me, sir. You dropped something. Where? Oh, yeah. See. <laughs> Must have pulled it out with my handkerchief. Yes. Sir. You uh, know what it is? Looks like a bindle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here's a fight spot for you. Just uh, will you? Uh, yes, sir. Um, and that's gone, I... Well, uh, I know you can get another bundle, a good morphine. I don't use it myself, but I might talk to you later. Okay. What kept you? Uh, I'll bet. Seen back around tonight. About an hour ago, why? Know where he is now? Over at Maisie's place with Slim and Bill. I said, why? Got a job for him. Yeah? Yeah. Where? 2 User? Nope. Mule. He sold them. Nuts. Stick around, pal. you learn. I know you can spot him a mile. Didn't miss on Slim and Bill and Mac now, did they? So what? So this new bird's a mule. There's you. Come on, Lucy. Call me up and tell Mac to scram over here. Boy, if this is a bum steer, you'd better blow. It's on the up and up. I know. Okay, what's her number? I don't know. It's on a pad there. This baby looks like he's got too much dough to be a mule. Look, Prince of Popper, when they sell dough to me, the mule. Quiet. Say, Maisie, is Mac there? Sure. Hey, Mac, little Willie's found another mule. Well, so he says. What'd he say? He'll look into it. I nice commission commissioned for a little willy on this field. Yeah, man. Looking for somebody? Yeah. How about coming in? What for? I uh, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. Listen, Mug, I don't know you. That's all right, pal. i got something you'll be interested in. Okay, make it snappy. Hey, you're a friendly guy. Just cautious. Yeah, I get it. Well, what's on your mind? I know what you want, see, and I think I can supply it. Yeah? Who's been spilling around here? I don't get sore, pal. Well, listen, I don't know you, and I don't know what your racket is. But I ain't interested in small fry, see? not scraps. Now, wait a minute, pal. I ain't no small fry. I can furnish you with any amount of stuff you want. Yeah? Any amount. By yourself? Well, no, you've got a couple of pounds, what works with me? Too many. Too much risk going the gang. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, don't you worry about us. How do I know? Yeah. You want to meet the boys? Uh, I don't know. They're all right guys, see? I know. They can do you some good in this here, town. So what's this all about? Why are the interest in me? Well, you're in our racket, ain't you? What? Maybe you can use some of our stuff. We don't do no retailing ourselves. And there weren't so many guys looking for a bigger monster around here, so I thought that... Well, it. who said I was? Look, I can tell a big shot when I see one. Yeah. You ain't just a mule. Maybe. Then what? We got about six grand worth of junk planted where we can lay our hands on it, see? You come on over and meet the boys. And if they like you, well, we can make a deal. Okay, let's go. It's okay, Maggie. This is a friend of mine.
0: Yeah. What's his name?
1: McAllie. Eddie McAllie. Mm. Hi, Eddie.
0: Hello. And
1: this is Slim, the guy with a long bearded shiv. I and mean, that's sitting over there, bro. How are you? Right, oh, hey, that's a mean-looking knife you got there, Slim. Yeah, nice plate on that knife. Good hard wallop and at these ghost, clean throw a guy. You better watch yourself around this town. They're juggier for carrying one like that. Oh, yeah? The copper ain't been born that can pick mace, eh? I've heard that one, too.
0: Well, what are you boys going to have?
1: Yeah, what do you have, Eddie? Scott, beer for me, Missy. Okay,
0: Slim?
1: Right. Great. <laughs> Make mine,
0: Scott. Okay. Make yourself on home, Eddie.
1: Thanks, I will. The market for some junk, boys. Oh, yeah. How much? That depends on how good it is. The best. Yeah? What is it? We can produce it. Hey, you're pretty good with that shift. Yeah. I never miss. <laughs> the way that hits that table reminds me of that boy in the candy store back in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> right between the eyes. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Was his face red? <laughs> what did you say the junk was? I didn't say. Okay, forget it.
0: Ah, uh, here you are, boys. Say, you big gorilla, what's the idea of scarring my table up with that knife? Ah,
1: close your face, see? Don't
0: step with me, big boy. I'll poison your rye.
1: Yeah, that stuff you sell don't have to be poisoned. It already is. <laughs> That's delicious. <a>
0: live. Of... <laughs> I ought to take a poke at you. Yeah, want. and
1: wouldn't you look good with this sticking in your rib? Ah, uh, turn out the clown, and let's get down to business. Take it easy. Take it easy, Mac. We got lots of time. Ain't we Eddie? Well, I don't know how much time you guys got, but I got from now on. Every night for a week, the four men met in Maisie's apartment to discuss ways and means of getting together on the purchase of a quantity of drugs. Finally, apparently growing impatient at the delay, Eddie called for a showdown. Now, look here, Slim. I've been hanging around here for a week now, and nothing's been done. Well, what's your hurry? My supply's running low. I got some good orders, and I'm not going to wait around another week to fill them. Either we make a deal, or we forget the whole thing. Okay, pal. Tomorrow night, we drive out to the plant. Get the stuff, and you can get started again. How much do you want for the lot? Seven grand. Don't kid me. Take it or leave it. Okay, forget it. Hey, wait a minute, Slim. We need the dough. Yeah, we ain't heard no checks since we pulled that filling station job. Yeah, let's sell this junk, Slim, and then we can get going again. Shut up, shut up, I tell you. What's the best you'll do, Eddie? Five grand. What? Make it 6,500, Eddie. Nope. I'll tell you what I'll do, Eddie. I'll split the difference with you. Make it six grand, that's a deal. Okay, it's a deal. Now you're talking. You'll be here at 11 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll drive out and get the junk. Uh, you got a car, Eddie? Why, uh, yeah. I got the use of one. Well, we better use yours than ours is too hot. And how? Well, it's a cinch. The cops won't pick us up if we're in mine, as Eddie entered Macy's apartment next night He was puzzled at the signal the girl gave him to follow her into the kitchen Hello, boys Hi I'll see you
0: in a minute, I want a drink huh? uh,
1: Okay, Eddie Hey, what's the idea, Macy? I caught your nod when I came in
0: You got a rod, Eddie? Oh,
1: why, uh, no,
0: why? You're on the spot Yeah? Now listen, oh. you get out of here just as soon as you can What for? Because they're going to bump you off tonight and keep your six grand on the junk, too.
1: Are you kidding?
0: No, I'm not. I'm giving it to you straight. I overheard him it just before you came in.
1: Say, what's the idea tipping me off? I thought you were gone for math.
0: Oh, I am. But you seem like a square shooter to me, Eddie. And I don't want to see you walk into this with your eyes shut. I never started playing blind man's buff yet. you got to scram, see? Hey, wait a minute. How are they going to do it? Shoot me? Nah. No, that'd make too much noise. Slim's gonna slip that shiver into your ribs. When? When they get a job at the beach. Nice guys, huh?
1: But I still don't get the idea you're tipping me off. Well,
0: i take hate to see you get a raw deal. That's all. Okay. Leave it at that.
1: Hey, I better be getting in there if oh, I yeah. get suspicious.
0: Yeah. Here's your drink.
1: Thanks, Macy. For everything.
0: Oh, that's okay. Ready? Well.
1: Took you a long time to get that drink. Yeah, Maisie had to go next door for ice. Yeah. Yeah, we better get started. Hey, wait a minute. What's the matter? I just thought of something. I had a date with my girl tonight, and I stood her up. Yeah, why don't you call her up and square the beef? Hey, that's a good idea. I better go do it now. Hey, wait a minute. You can use Maisie's phone. Can't he, Maisie?
0: Well, uh, sure. Go ahead, Eddie. Okay.
1: You got any ice
0: left, missy?
1: Yeah? Well, bring me a high ball, will you? Sure. Yeah, uh, me too. Okay. Hello. George Brown speaking. Hello, Georgia, darling. How are you? What? Ah, oh, don't be like that, honey. Hey, are you crazy? Hey, what's the idea? Now listen, baby. I didn't mean to put you on a spot last night, but I was tied up on a deal. I couldn't get there. Wait a minute. Is this you, Eddie? Of course, dear. Want me to ask you? That's no question? Well, you know I do, darling. No, I'm not out with another girl. I'm over here at Maisie's apartment with the boys. We're sure they're here, Bill and Mac and Slim, just like I told you. Are you on the spot? Yeah, honey. Of course I love you. <laughs> Boy, you she got him going. That's a Dame, for you. Get you under her thumb and then good night. Tell her off, Eddie. No, honey, I wasn't shushing you. I was just talking to Slim. You want somebody to come over? You bet I do, darling. You want us to come in? No. No, I'm not giving you the runaround. Now, listen, baby. We're going to drive out to the beach. I got a big deal on, and I can't see you tonight. I follow you. Well, oh, I told you I did, darling. Of course I love you. Okay. It's all around for a while. Give us a chance to get over there. We'll be tailing you. Now, darling, you know it won't be long before I'll be seeing you every night. About ready to knock him over? Yes, dear. Now, tell her to button up her lip and let's get going. Well, i got to get started, honey. I'll see you around. Okay, a couple of boys are on their way now. Bye, baby. <laughs> boys, that dame got you in your clutches. <laughs> Blonde or brunette, Eddie? Redhead. Redhead? Ah, I can't stand him. Yeah, but if that redhead waitress and prisoner ever gets her hands on you, you'll burn them. Yeah, well, I'll knock the rest of her teeth out if she ever squawked on me again, see? You know something, Slim? That's what I like about you. You're always so gentle and kind. Yeah? Yeah. uh uh-huh. Uh, see you later, Macy. Hey, where's your car, Eddie? In front. I guess we better use it, don't you? Sure. You got the jack with you, Eddie? Yeah, why? I just thought it'd be a good idea. Hey, say, Eddie, uh, I ain't never seen you toting a rod. You got one? Oh, what would I be doing with the rod in my racket? Mighty handy sometimes. Yeah? Well, it's bad enough to be picked up with a pocket full of junk. Let alone a rod on you, too. You ain't figuring on getting picked up, are you? Well, you never can tell when I'll tie into a flock of cops. Well, don't do it when you're around me, see? Why not? I hate cops. I'd like to stick this frog sticker into a cop right now. Hey, look. Would you mind not waving that thing in my direction? It might slip. Huh? <laughs> don't you worry about that. This is one knife that don't slip. Unless I'm the guy that slips it. Hey, you want to ride in front of me, Slim? No. I think I'll ride him back with Bill. It's going to be a little hard to talk to you back there. All right, what's on your mind? Oh, nothing particular. Thought we might talk over another deer. That's okay. I'll ride back here. Uh, just as you say. I'll ride up in front with you, will you? Okay, let's get started. Which way, Slim? Right, go straight out Figueroa. And cut over toward Huntington Beach. I'll tell you when it stops. Okay. Okay. board on the right down there, Eddie. Hey, you haven't got the stuff way out here, have you? Well, not exactly. We just want to talk a while. Okay. Now, let's get out and stretch our legs. Hey, what time is it? About two o'clock, why? I just remembered an appointment I had with the guy. Yeah, well, it's too late now. Yeah. I guess so. Say, Eddie, I understand you used to be a pretty big shot in the Sioux racket? Hey, uh, what happened? Oh, nothing. I just had to change my field of operations, that's all. What do you mean by that? I used to get my stuff from a guy in New York. But my friend got knocked off back there. Got a tenor in the big house, and I had to find another supply. Where? Mexico City. Mex? Nah, Japan German. Well, how do you get it up here? Send the guy down after. Hmm, pretty risky business, isn't it? Ah, oh, not so much. How much you get at one time, Eddie? Anywhere from 100 to 200 grand. 100 grand? Sure, why not? Well, say, listen. How do you identify the boy you send down there? Ah, that's a cinch. I write my agent down there, see? Then I tear the letter in half. I send half of it with a check to the agent in Mexico City and give the rest of it to the bird I'm sending down. When he gets there, they compare him And that's all there is to it. A hundred thousand dollars worth of junk. As simple as all that, huh? You never lost none that way? Nope. One of the boys got hijacked one time, but I had him insured. Insured? Say, you think of everything, don't you, Eddie? I try to. What do you think of giving us a try at running some of that stuff for you? You guys? Why, you ain't got what it takes. It takes a lot of nerve to run a hundred grand worth of junk into this country. Yeah, well, what makes you think we ain't got nerve? Well, I haven't seen any evidence of it. Now, listen, Eddie, we're a tough mob, see? We don't take nothing off of nobody. I heard you mention that before, Slim. But I never seen you do anything to prove it. Now, nah, now, nah. will you just stick around? Uh, tell them about that filling station job, Slim. Yeah, Please. yeah, that's a good idea. Now, look, Eddie, we decides to hold up this filling station, see? We had it all doped out. One of the boys makes a crack about using rods on the job, but I was for using me shivs. see? Well, it goes into this joint out on Wilshire there. And I walks in just like I was going to buy something. I walks up to this bird just like this. Then I stuck this point into his ribs just like this. Hey. hey what's the matter, Eddie? You nervous? No. You didn't think I was going to slip this into your ribs, did you, Eddie? Well, I don't. <laughs> what do you think, Eddie? Don't that take noise? Uh, I don't see it. It's easy to stick up a bird with a knife when he's unarmed. Any hoodlum can do that. Uh, yeah. Well... You don't carry no rod either, do you, Eddie? Hey, what's that got to do with it? Nothing. I was just wondering. Uh, as a part of it, Eddie, can we ruin that bunch of junk for you? Well, I don't know, Mac. After all, i only known you birds a week. I don't know nothing about you. What you've done, where you work, nothing like that. <laughs> hey, Slim, tell him about that old bird in the grocery store out on Sunset. <laughs> that guy? Boy, will I ever forget that old buzzard? We walked into this market, see, and we said to the old man, this is a holdup, Santa Claus. Grab that. Get that register, Bill. Okay, Mac. Look here, you fellows. I'm an old man. I need my money. You can't get away with this. Is that so? Well, here's a present for you, Grandpa. Something to remember us <laughs> by. Check him in the face, Slim. Yeah, it's a good idea. Come on, hurry up. Let's blow. Get that jack, Bill. Yeah, let's put that boy to lesson. See, the next time we calls on him, he won't give us no back, dog. Yeah, didn't that take noise noisity? I don't think so. Anybody can beat and kick an old man. You won't get by with that stuff running junk for me. Yeah? Yeah, well, what's use arguing about it? Now, look, Eddie. You let us take your car and go get the junk from the plant. We'll be back in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Okay. The keys are in it. I'll wait for you over there in that little shed where the interurban cars are. Okay. Well, what do you think, Slim? We can talk him into it, all right. We're going to bump him tonight? Nah. We can take him for a hundred grand and morphine if we can get him to let us run a shipment. I get it. He's worked more to us a light than he is dead, huh? Yeah, you're quick. You sap. Of course he is. This way we only get six grand. we can get him to let us run the stuff for him, we can hijack a whole shipment of the stuff and be sitting pretty. What if he squawks? I've still got my ship, ain't I? Yeah, that's right. And uh, not. Well, what's the matter? I just remembered. Tony said he was going to Tijuana today. He won't be back till Monday. Boy, that is a spot, isn't it? Oh, what are you going to tell Eddie? Eh, I'm going to tell him the truth. We can get the stuff Monday night or maybe Sunday if Tony gets back in time. Oh, well, wait a minute. Hey, uh, I got an idea. Yeah? Well, if you have, it's the voice time. Come what on, is it? Spill it. Come oh, on. Oh, wait a minute now. Look, Eddie thinks we ain't got no noise, see? Yeah, we know that. Okay. Let's make a date to take him with us tomorrow night when we knock over that gambler joint down on 7th. Well, for once, Mac, you have got an idea. We'll do it. Let's go back and pick him up. He's liable to be getting impatient back there. Early the next morning, in response to a telephone call from Captain Chitwood of the Narcotic Detail, Captain J.S. Michaela reports to his office in the robbery detail of the police department. Oh, hello, Chitwood. What's on your mind? I want you to spring a little trap for me. Well, where and when? tonight at 11 o'clock at 7th in Los Angeles. Oh, what's up? I've had a line for about a week on three of the toughest thugs I've ever heard about. They're the sort of go-about knocking women's teeth out, kicking old men in the face and sticking knives into people's ribs. <laughs> nice boys. Yeah, the cream of society. What about on... society. <laughs> what's on tap now? Well, they're planning a hold-up of a 7th Street club tonight at 11. They happen to know that there'll be considerable money there, and they plan to knock it over. And where do you come in? Oh, I'm going along as interested spectator. Can't you wrangle me an invitation? By all means, come and bring your boys with you. Are these monkeys armed? Yeah, to the teeth. And look out for the tallest member of the mob, the one they call Slim. He's got a knife a foot long. And nothing would give him more pleasure than to cut your head off and throw it in your face. Okay, Captain. We'll be there. With bracelet's on. Say, uh, where are these monkeys uh, meeting? Pershing Square. Oh, yeah? Quiet. Quiet. Now, you stake out across the street. I'll get them to drive downhill and turn left on the seventh. You better have some men staked out in the club, too, but uh, wait till they get in there before you take them. Have them throw lead all over the place? No, I don't think they will. I don't think they have nerve enough to do Just that. Just the same. I don't think we ought to take any chances. Okay, it's up to you. From here on out, it's your problem, child. What would you happen to hear about these boys? I got a tip that they were going to deliver $6,000 worth of morphine. What? Sure. Well, why don't you narcotic boys take the cooks? Well, they'll get longer sentences if you pick them up for attempted robbery with firearms. And they'll be out of the dope racket anyway. Yes. all right right about that. Well, I'll be shoving off. You'll uh, take care of my friends, will you? <laughs> and how. Through the long day, McCaleb and his officers laid their plans for the capture of the gunmen. carefully going over every inch of the scene of the proposed hold up. The officers settled down to wait for the zero hour. In the apartment of Maisie, the thug trio lays plans. I tell you, Mac, my woman's intuition tells me not to take Eddie along tonight. Ah, oh, but that's the whole idea—to show him we got nerve enough to handle that junk job for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. But just the same, I don't trust that guy. Ah, Eddie's all right. Hey, what's eating you, Slim? This was your idea in the first place. We was going to bump him off, and then you changed your mind. You wanted to take him along on this his job tonight, and now you don't. Hey, will you make up your mind? I have made up my mind. He ain't gone. What are you going to do? Leave him standing down there in the fog and pushing square? don't make no difference to me where he stands. I tell you, he ain't gone with us. And we better be flagging it down ourselves. There ain't no rush. The parties I had in mind ain't going to be there before 11 o'clock, anyway. We got lots of time. <laughs> and we walks in, see. And we tell these boys it's a stick-up. Bill, you get the stuff the cashier's got. Yeah. I'll take the manager of the joint. And Mac, you get the customers. Okay. You ready? Yeah. yeah, let's go. You guys got your rods? Yeah, I got mine. Where's yours? I don't need no rods. I got me shiv. Oh, I get it. If we're picked, you ain't got no rod, and we take the rap. Why, you dirty double crossing? Yeah, uh, take it easy, Bill. He ain't getting away with nothing. See? Shut up, shut up, you two. But you want to get this knife in your ribs? Ah. I'm engineering this job. We'll do it my way. Now, shut up, I tell you. Now here's the first door. There's a little hall and then the main door. Come on, get going. Okay, boys, ah. stay right where you are and keep yeah. your hands in the Back. air. And I oh, mean I keep them there. Well, get them, oh, boys. I know oh, it isn't it. that you're sweating, right. What I'm you. There you Get the bracelets on them, boys. Joe, switch on the lights. You dirty wreck. <laughs> Boy, look at that. As sweet a bunch of thugs as ever packed a off. Oh, yeah? Well, I still got me shifts, say, say. Next morning, the turnkey at Central Jail unlocked the heavy iron door to admit a visitor. Right in here. Thanks, Joe. Eddie, what are you doing here? Just looking the place over, Slim. Are they treating you right? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get it now. You're a copper, ain't you? Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Yeah, what do you mean, yeah. sort of? Well, permit me to introduce myself, gentlemen. I'm Eddie Chipwood, the present head of the narcotics squad of the police department. Why, you dirty snake and copper, Take it I easy, are... Stan, huh? Take it easy. You haven't got your shiv now, you know. Yeah. I have, see? I'm keeping it as a souvenir. You'll never know how close I came to killing you that night out on the beach when you were showing me how you robbed that defenseless filling station man. You remember? Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah, Captain? Take good care of these boys, Joe. They're friends of mine. Friends, Captain? Yeah. And if they get tough, kick them in the face. They like it. It's their favorite indoor sport. In just a moment, we shall hear again from Chief David. More power... Miles, quicker starting, smoother acceleration, more available speed, and more money left in your pocketbook, friends, when you let Rio Grande cracked gasoline solve your transportation problem. The officials of all divisions of government, cities, counties, state of California, and federal government can't be wrong. Tens of thousands of motorists who likewise demand the best get just that and pay less in the long, smooth, powerful run. The same kind of police car performance friends is waiting for you at the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood. Drop in tomorrow, take on a load of Rio Grande Cracked, and take a load off your motor and your purse by always using the gasoline that is first in public service. And now, Chief Davis. Three men, Slim, Mac, and Bill, were brought to trial and given long sentences in prison for attempting robbery with firearms, carrying concealed weapons and every charge that could legitimately be brought against them. The narcotic charge cannot be pressed inasmuch as the actual sale was never consummated. But the work that Captain Chitwood did carried much work with the jury in determining the guilt of the three men. Thank you, Chief Davis. <laughs> Attention all cars. Cancellation to broadcast 226. The officer in this case was aided by the robbery squad and suspects are now in custody. That's all. Rolls and questions. Frederick Lindsley bidding you good night for Rio Grande.